So thank you so much, Vanessa, for joining us. Like we went down, we walked down memory lane talking about school, church, like different things. So um, if you guys have not checked out that episode, please make sure that you do. Um, yeah, it's it's everywhere. Where Wherever you're listening to the pod now, like just go back to the other episode. Even if you, um, I think a lot of people who grew up in Skies in Bulawayo um, kind of really liked it because we're talking about places, you know, where yeah. we went that were familiar. So, yeah. And it was, there's quite a lot of like um, comments um we talked a lot about so we started off reminiscing um yeah. about you know did you like asking or hard ice cream or did you like Crimean ice cream and there was a lot of like slander against eskimo hearts guys like did people you, were, did you see that yeah people were like it tasted like cremora and water i was like did, 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 I, did i have it maybe it's at, at a time where i was like you know, sometimes you're just, it's just that nostalgia when you're having something for, because you don't have it all the time. So when you used to go to Eskimo Heart, it was like, oh, it treats. And I used to love, 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 love it so much. So when I see all these comments now, I'm like, hmm, did I, did I maybe just love it? Because it was just, you know, it was ice cream and, you know, all those who had other options when it came to ice cream, like, oh, you know, the, I don't know, maybe they had ice cream at home. We also but, but I will say that the the creamy in supporters were like very strong, like of their yeah. like I think it was led by the six foot weight guys is uh, Senna, Senna and Tavo. I think they were really oh. like they really pushed that agenda for the for the creamy in uh, creamy in ice cream. Exactly. I remember it was I remember the the pink panther or the green mamba as it's so called. It was just divine. It was so nice, but yeah. And then, were there any comments that stood out? Um, so the other thing that we talked about, so I was just kind of thinking the whole for the whole episode. We yeah, also yeah. talked about um celibacy and church, and that was also quite interesting to kind of get is you know, there's a lot of women who commented, and I think it was quite I guess it kind of, it resonates because you kind of hear similar stories from different people, even in different backgrounds, which was, um, you know, whether the relationships were kind of built and dealing with stuff outside church and de dealing with those relationships outside church and how it wasn't really, sometimes, you know, it was deemed as unequally yoked. You shouldn't hang out with um, people who drink and all this stuff. So it was really quite interesting. So, um, and then we talked as well about, the whole celibacy because of church, you know, and how we all agreed with, you know, for us, it was like our bodies were kind of intertwined with emotions. And when Gossi kind of came in and said the same thing, she was like, separating emotions from the body is a challenge. So um, we, we talked a little bit about relationships and she also went on to say, she was like, um, I think what you had said, Nat, about normalized men paying security deposits at the beginning of a potential relationship. And there was someone else who said that. I think Manube kind of said the same thing. She was like, oh, yeah, we need to normalize this business of. Uh, so, at Lekela Sana, 
uh, said that, you know what, you need to normalize paying uh, a security deposit prior to um, any, any jolo occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, she also talked about her first date at the cinema to watch Waiting to Exhale. Oh my gosh. And she says, for some reason, I didn't like Wulawaya Center. And she was just laughing out loud at the long kissing sessions. Um, so there's just a lot of comments. Um, people talked about where they were buying, like um, someone's like, I love, love, love Trish's boutique. Um, talked about their journeys home. Um, again, Lekhet Lasana was saying, I'm sure I'm saying your name wrong, I'm so sorry. And she was like, I mean, it was a long walk to Ascot, catching the bus home. Um, once during sports, we bunked school, but I was so stressed that I would bump into relatives or they would see me and I wouldn't notice them. So I was like, guys, it's just literally this, what we talked about, so many people experienced as well, like, you know, um, just that fear of bumping into someone who you knew or not being seen and then being told by somebody at home. So it was just really interesting. Um, so loads and loads and, and loads and loads of comments. So did you see anything? Yeah, um, so um, on YouTube, so going through the YouTube comments, so Will Moy was like, oh, the nostalgia after listening to this episode. And then my favorite comment from that episode, possibly. I think I know it. One of my favorite comments, like throughout this podcast. So mm. actually we had talked about the modeling and then Vanessa mm. saying, oh no, she didn't model. She said, oh, she did some, you know, small scale, something, whatever. And, but we were both were like, you did. And then Janice on, on YouTube said, Vanessa, didn't we do the last Miss Evelyn together? Guys. I, I, like, no. what a I'm, moment. I'm pretty sure she did. In fact, oh. well, yeah, sorry, carry on. No, God. I was saying, in fact, there's someone who commented, sorry, I'm, I don't remember, uh, who was like, if Vanessa, I think to Gadi, actually, he was like, if Vanessa, if somebody says Vanessa did it, I haven't seen the picture, but it's for sure that she did. And I was like, this person knows Vanessa very well. <laughs> I also agreed with that. Like I haven't seen the picture, or and I don't quite recall her seeing seeing her like walking down the walking down the, the catwalk. But I'm sure it's I'm sure she did. I'm convinced, hundred <laughs> percent. And then uh, Rubita was like, "Oh, his facial expression when that said my first crush, priceless." Um, oh, and then then I was like, "I I went to Cockland too, and my younger sister went to Pink and Blue Nursery." So actually, um, and then we did uh, a question thread on Twitter um, thing. Mm-hmm. And there were quite a few people that went to Pink and Blue, St. Gabriel's. Yeah, yeah. I can tell the Pink and Blue ones. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> um, and then on, um, yeah, on Instagram, Mr. Kingsley was like, nah, creamy in. When we asked about Eskimo how to put me in, um, and then Noni underscore POK was like, no guys, Eskimo, put me in will forever win for me. Um, and then um, B Muriro on the whatever the celibacy question was like <laughs> punishment for real in this 2020. I'll honestly tell you bye because I ain't wasting your time. But way back, I would say it's okay just to see if you if you're really about that life. 
yeah. I always had hope I will I will change your mind. So yeah, guys, like really, really enjoyed the comments. If you um go through the hashtag Galen's guys, you'll see what other people are saying. Um, and if you're catching up and you listen to the episode, then yeah, we'll we'll see what what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Um Calvin. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, but before we go on, um yeah, so some of you may know um there is a young man by the name of Calvin um Gini, um Shizio, um who um was uh, it, it, it's said to say in the past tense, um he was a rapper going by the name Calvin, that Louvre the boy. Um, for me, he definitely was one of the first first people that I was introduced to that I was doing sort of like, you know, new music, hip hop music. Um, and I have to thank uh, my brother Busamka for that because he's the one who introduced Calvin to me um, and then that opened up like me discovering other people and then me discovering Mrs. K as everyone knows I am like Mrs. K's number one um, fan but yeah so unfortunately Mzini uh, was in well it an accident but but actually it, you know I think there's there's investigations that are going on um, because he was run over and what a short life he was only 35 years <clears throat> so much more to give to the industry and um, yeah I just wanted us to I just wanted to just play like a snippet of a song of his um, I hope I can um, I hope it'll work so this is a song called La Mulela um, by Calvin. the kill time in yeah so that is um lamlela by 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 kelvin yeah and i guess rest in peace um condolences to his family what's that yeah 2020 is such a shit yeah it really has um yeah rest in peace calvin and I think it's also just worthwhile commenting that there's a particular agenda I've seen on on um, on Twitter or like on social media, where like a particular group have kind of gone in and are saying that you know Calvin was um, he always spoke against tribalism against uh, you know against Gukrawundi and stuff, and literally yesterday when there was the procession, there was everything that was. Um, happening to kind of um, give him the, the 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 funeral, the service that he needed. They were kind of highlighting this, and I feel like you know that is, it's it's so tough to kind of be deep to lose somebody, um, 
but at the same time, also just don't know if this is what he would have wanted to be remembered for. I'm not too sure. I always feel like, you know, when somebody's passed away, there's so much emotion, there's so much anger, there's so much grief, I suppose, that we sometimes get lost in, we, you lose the, you, I don't know what you lose, like, but you lose something mm. when you start focusing on other things. Yeah, well. no, I, I agree with you. I don't even want to give give that airtime like a lot, to be honest with you. Um, it was opportunist, it was a tenuous link, it had, um, I, I think it was just, listen, it, 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 for me, like when I saw that, it was just not, um, it, it was just an opportunistic thing to do. Um, and, but I, I'm glad that a lot of people just like, okay, you know what, this is, this is a side story. We're not even going to focus on it. Um, because th this, this really isn't the time. And, and I have no qualm sort of saying that I totally just, just disagree with, with that. Um, but yeah, rest in peace, Calvin. Um, and I think a conversation to have another day is, you know, um, cause some people were like, I, I saw comments like, oh, I know I, I wasn't aware of, of this young man. Um, and people actually now reflecting and saying, you know, to be fair, I don't really know a lot of artists from Bulawai or, um, you know, and I think there's something there about, you know, what role do we play? I know with any art, you know, the artist put it puts the art out there um and, and shouldn't have any expectations right mm -hmm. um but it's definitely something but it's because maybe mina i like i say like over some kind whatever so i'm kind of aware of that and i just naturally have an interest like oh you know working with creatives and whatever so but it really kind of i felt challenged to be like oh you know what else can we do? I mean, I know we, we try and like play music <clears throat> and, you know, highlight it, but it's just like, okay, what else can be done to support these people that are so talented, but are just living in an environment that just, they have no chance, you know, because somebody like a Calvin should be, you know, the same way there's or Casper, AKA in South Africa, you know, that is, that is the, that is the same level of talent that these people have. You look at, um, uh, this, um, guy, Ubegezela, who's now in SA, he's doing so well. He's a Wlayo, uh, boy. You look at people like Umbo, Mahos, the actors, like, so it just shows that the environment is definitely stifling. It, it's not a good one. And, and it's, yeah and interested like if you guys are listening like let us know what you think can be done maybe are you an artist like what more can be done to support but obviously knowing that you know not everyone has to sign up not everyone will care or agree um but i i personally am willing to kind of listen and be like okay is there more that i can do mm. yeah uh so i think that's that um and then, <laughs> so um, I'm laughing because it's one of those topics that like, I know like when I talk people go, oh. but this is like, I'm so excited. Like I live for times like this, right? So next week is the US election. 
Mm-hmm. And if you listen, the same way people follow the Premier League, the same way people follow F1, Formula One, Lewis Hamilton, that is me, like with politics, and particularly I think American politics, because it, it, it there's some Hollywood to it. It's the it's it's like a game, it's like a sport. Um, so I I definitely like yeah? You're taking the day off. Yes, yes. I've taken the day off, so the elections <laughs> the elections are on the third of November. Yeah, we are. We are being forced to take annual leave and say, "Akala, it's oh gosh, what will I do at home?" And you're willingly take taking days off. I would not miss it for the world. I listen. Oh, you know what? This would have been the right the the, the opportunity for me to like show you guys. Um, so in 2008, I actually have like a scrapbook, a folder which my mom did, which has like the headlines when Obama won, like, cause I was so into politics at the time. So I always remind me next time, like if, if you guys want, just tweet me and let me know, I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you. Um, and so from 2008, that was that 2012, I actually volunteered um, um, for the Obama campaign and I went to Chicago and um, election night, um, Chicago, me and my friend, kind of got detained by the secret service no way we got lost what happened we we got lost so election night uh, for the democrats was being held at a place called mccormick the mccormick place which is kind of you know far so we were like oh you know what we just want to soak it in and everything so we went there like quite early i think it was about 2 p.m 3 p.m yet the whole thing really is going to start at like 6 7 when the returns start coming in right mm. so we went into the building and it was kind of like, because we were one of the first people, there it wasn't really clear, like, you know, what entry points, whatever. So we kind of got lost in the building. And then literally like, these guys are like, Lady. But did you not have badges or anything? No, that's what I'm saying. It was like, so because we were looking for like the, the entrance point, but it, they hadn't yet really like, I think sort of set it up or the direction we had come from, because listen we were kind of like tourists so we were walking and probably coming in a di- from a direction that nobody else would so we i don't know how we got through like some door at the back like and i remember like seeing like there was gyms and stuff so we were kind of like we were lost because we kept going around and it was like a maze and then these people like ladies da, 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 da. and then like we we explained obviously like we had to like it, my friend lucy and she's like british born so obviously she had like the proper british accent but obviously we had to like really turn it on like no, no <laughs> and then they were like oh then they would ask for like our ids and everything it wasn't too long but it was a long like eight minutes and yeah. i say this to say i know i've got like i've got pictures from election night everything i just say this to say like i love this stuff right and then 2016, um, I was, I had wanted to, to, to be there because, um, uh, yeah, to, to, to go to, I think it was New York at the time, because that's where Hillary Clinton was going to be. That was her base. Um, but then mm-hmm. I think that was the year, I think my granddad passed away in the August. So then I was like, you know, I just financially couldn't um, afford to go. Um, but funny thing is, um the the day after the election um mm-hmm. there's a lady that i worked with at the time so she had 
she previously went to the London School of Economics. So she was like, okay, I know you're interested in this stuff. There's going to be a workshop at LSE the next day. And it was talking, it was like, oh, you know, um, US, UK relations. And it had an all woman panel because everybody wow. thought Hillary Clinton was going to win, mm -hmm. right? So the the day of the election now I, I remember i was like oh you know obviously all the polls were saying hillary clinton will win it's like yeah mm. okay there's no reason to think she will not win yeah and then literally like so i mean we'll, we'll go through this but you know like there are certain states like when you hear like the swing states when you hear like oh it's gone yeah. yeah like florida yeah, yeah. yeah and then you're like oh it's gone you know one way Mm. I remember, like, I think, was it Pennsylvania, I think, that went to Trump, and I was like, what is going on, right? There's a friend of mine, like, that, like, we text each other, like, election, I was like, what's going on? Anyway, everybody knows what happens, like, Trump announced the next day, so I still went to the LSE panel thing, it mm. was like a funeral, because, that is. yeah, because the panelists were all, like, you know, although it, something else, and then although like they, um, you know, it suddenly it was like we expect the first woman president. This they were ready gonna, for it. This is gonna be our, and it was just sad, 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 sad. Um, before I kind of get into my my little, because I just wanted to kind of talk and maybe just share my little thoughts and um some of my pr predictions some of you may be listening to this after um the election so you know but still indulge me but i just wanted to ask just from you because obviously i know like your interest level is is different but like what are your thoughts like do, do you care about how the election would go um I care enough that I hope Trump is out. I think, um, I think as a world we deserve that. Um, but that's just, that's just, that's in yeah. as much as I as I care to be honest. Yeah. No. And I think I think you make a good point because am I correct in saying like you're touching on like just the lowering of the tone, the lowering of the global tone because of Trump in a way like there's no more civility like it's i mean to be honest the yeah there isn't any more civility i think there is a little bit more rashness around is that necessarily a bad thing i think it's also helps to kind of drive a lot of causes forward because we have somebody like him and trump you can use it as an as you know use it as an example that wherever you go that these are the injustices people experience. For example, see what's happening in America, and somebody can outward, outrightly speak on things um, at such a level. But that's that's as far as I as I will go. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I I, I hear you. Okay. So, like I said, I just want to kind of just give a rundown of just some of my thoughts, and really interested. Like, if you guys are listening, um, just what you think and. I think it would be interesting to 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 listen um, after the election to see if I maybe got some things right. So and I think I mentioned before that in 2016 the big thing was that the the polls were wrong, right? Mm. Um, and for 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 years, like 
you know, polling agents, like poll companies, that, you know, people were trusting the polls that, okay, they would get it right. It's to the point where literally, I feel like, particularly with American elections, it's like, um, as soon as the, the voting, you know, closes, like CNN within two minutes are like, oh, we're calling this for this state. And yeah. in, in a way, I feel like it kind of like, if I were voting, it, it, it feels like it sort of, it, it would be like, <sighs> and the worst thing is sometimes they do that. So in California, for example, the West Coast, they're like, so they're behind. So in a state where like New York, which is three hours ahead, by the time they close, there are people in California that are still waiting in line to right. vote. So I think it can be kind of like um, demotivating if you're like yeah. you're in line and then CNN is saying, this is what we're calling. <laughs> but, but, but there's that. But so 2016, the, like, the polling industry just got it horribly wrong. Like for, for months and months, Hillary Clinton was ahead. Um, mm. But, you know, as we know, she didn't win Florida. Uh, Pennsylvania, like those swing states went to Trump um, mm. in a way that, you know, people hadn't, um, hadn't really be pre- been prepared for. So if you are watching the election, these are like the four key states to watch out for. Mm-hmm. If Trump gets Pennsylvania, Florida, Arizona, Wisconsin, he's going to win. Oh, really? He here. Yeah he's he's going if he gets those because those are like swing states and um they're very important and actually obama the first place that obama actually like uh, um, campaigned for biden uh, most recently was pennsylvania and right. that's quite telling because they're like okay this is clearly like a battle, battleground straight um battleground state it's a bit worrying as well because Biden is from Delaware, which is quite close to Pennsylvania. Um, okay. It's, in, I don't know, in, in a way, I kind of thought, you know, like Biden would have that in the bag. But I think it's just mm-hmm. something like, it's, it's interesting to, to watch out okay. for. Another thing is there was a political article that I was reading, which was talking about what they're calling the shy Trump voters, because that's what they say happened last time where Hillary Clinton was always like 10 points ahead. But actually, you know, there were some people that were shy to to say, okay, we're going to vote for Trump, right? Because his language was just, remember, he was like Mexicans, da-da-da, rapists, this, that, that, like, but but he, he, still, he still won. So what yeah. I was saying now is that the polls, I think the last thing, uh, there's an article in the New York Times that I saw, which was saying that um, Biden particularly was ahead of Trump in those four states that I mentioned. Um, but there's a political article where there, there's some analysts who are saying, you know what, there's a danger that 2020, people may be underestimating Trump in the same way that they did in 2016. And there are, so there are a number of things that my personal observations that I'm keen on seeing um, election night, I don't know who's going to win. I I would like to think, um, and, and this is the year that just for me, I probably haven't been like knee deep in the analysis like throughout the months. 
And I've yeah. just been going by like feeling like what I'm hearing, like on social media, what I'm just seeing from people that I follow, that I respect, who's, you know, a views that, you know, I, I respect and I know that they're coming from different places. Um, I, I do think Biden has a chance to win. Um, I, I, I think he'll win. But what I'm interested in seeing is the breakdown of the votes. Mm. after because the political article and there's another like new york times podcast episode that i was listening to which highlighted the so particularly the the hispanic male vote Uh that more of them particularly in florida are more open to voting for trump Wow. A lot of cubans that are in florida are open to voting for trump and there's a number of reasons why Right. So, which is why I was saying like before that, I think, I think we all agree that Trump, in my view, has really lowered the sort of tone. Civility Mm -hmm. is no longer a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Just that, you know, you know, the, the, the principles that you teach kids, like don't be a bully, don't Mm -hmm. do this, be kind. That's all gone, gone out of the window. Right. Um, But actually, I think there are people that feel that, okay, with Trump, we can almost forgive, you know, him going off on Twitter and saying scandalous things um, mm. because we know that, like, from a money point of view, the thing is with Trump, COVID has, has you know, just thrown a span in the works. But money people, their money was happy under Trump, mm. right? But you could argue that this, that was a trickling of, the Obama years, but mm-hmm. still, like people that you talk to, the black like, okay, my 401k, which is like their pension, whatever, like is performing well. Yeah. Um, I think that there's also this thing of, um, I don't know if you've ever come across these arguments online about an alpha male and a beta man, beta male, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Trump is very alpha, right? Um, and you know there are these movement online which kind of like speak to the fact that a lot of not a lot of men some men kind of feel like they no longer have the space to be right Mm -hmm. and which is why over the years you've seen a rise in male spaces that speak in like that don't do political correctness do well Mm. Even like the Joe Biden podcast. The, yeah, there's the, an element with people who don't really necessarily, um, what's the word, who say, who speak their minds, they, they will just do well. Yeah. And, and, and I think are, so. are more politically correct, um, very conscious of around them and taking other people's perspectives. You know, you, obviously you don't necessarily do well because sometimes, you know, you need to be that transactional person to get things done. And I think that's kind of the whole leadership thing is that there's different leaders and people have different ways of getting things done. But I think as a transactional leader, you, you set your objectives, you get things done. Transformational leadership, it will take you a lot longer to get things done because you're more worried about people's motivations and how people are and stuff so sometimes quickness you just need to be transactional Mm, mm. and and then 
yeah, yeah, I think I think definitely what what she said. And then speaking to that, so that's why like, um, so the Hispanic male voter thing. And another thing that I personally am interested in is the percentage of the black vote. Like, I don't know if you've seen um, like Little Wayne recently. Oh, I saw him posing with the, very disappointed, but yeah. That's the, re that's the reality of it, is that there is a lot more black people who are very much in favor of, of, of him and his policy, of Trump and his policies, and, out, and coming outright and actually admitting it, so. But, okay, this is an unpopular opinion. I think it's necessary. Do you know why? Yeah. Like, even if you see, like, in the UK, for example, there's mm. certain political parties that just, mm -hmm. it's as if like the black vote is just like for granted. Like, yeah, okay, we're gonna, like, we're gonna have the black vote. Mm -hmm. And then um, in terms of policies, their policies are never really targeted towards the improvement of black people. But what they'll say is, oh, we will have policies that help the poor, right? Mm. And by effect that they're then saying, or in a way it will trickle down to yourself. So mm -hmm. like in America, I think there's been an interesting conversation that has been happening that I haven't seen in the mainstream, um, but people that I follow like Boyce Watkins, there's a lady called Yvette Carnell. Um, and it's something that I first heard it from this lady called Yvette Carnell, um, who started talking about ADOS. So ADOS is the um, American descendant descendant of slaves right mm. so what they are saying is actually they're saying you know what as american descendants of slaves we mm. have a unique history that is very different to other people that is very different to somebody who is um you know has nigerian parents or zimbabwean parents mm. and you know was born in in, in, in America, right, and is an immigrant. There's the, 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 the legacy of, you know, Jim Crow, slavery, and all that. And they're saying, you know, us as a group, first of all, reparations, we, mm -hmm. we should get reparations. And also that every other new group that enters America in terms of social mobility always does better than the African descendants descendants of slaves so mm -hmm. american descendants of slaves and then what they're saying is that what happens is the people that do well in black excellence black space if you interrogate quite a few of them are actually not descendants of slaves right, right. Okay. so for example they were talking about like Issa Rae, for example mm. uh, yvonne orgy like um, there are so many other, you know, I'm, I'm not like not a few, not many people sort of like coming to mind, but a lot of like high profile people that actually are not descendants of slaves. So I thought that was a very interesting thing that, that came up. And then there's this guy called Claude Anderson, who has a book called Powernomics. And Powernomics has like, this is the plan for like black people this is what needs to be done reparations da, da, da. and it's actually quite good so a lot of people who are um you know into like 
48 laws of power and all that stuff or into black economic empowerment we'll talk about claude anderson so like Mm -hmm. charlemagne the god and all that like they'll always have him on so here here's how this trump thing ties in quite a lot of people like follow claude anderson religiously Mm -hmm. um and what Mm -hmm. he says in the paranormal paranormal book right and this is where the the trump link comes in so trump has what they're calling the platinum plan right mm-hmm. is for african americans right. and when you um sort of like look at the platinum pa- plan it mirrors the paranomics book mm-hmm. and actually trump's people have reached out to claude anderson reached out to you know all these different people that have you know been quite vocal about black economic empowerment um particularly so Jared Kushner, who's Trump's, one of Trump's senior advisors, who's also his son-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, just as an aside, you know, one of the things that Trump is um, criticized for is, you know, just how he's involved his family. Um, yeah, his, his daughter, Jared Kushner. Um, and it actually, like Jared Kushner has been quite critical and pivotal in like a lot of like, key things even like as well so so anyway so so this is where we are and then we had the ice cube thing right so ice cube came um started this thing what the the one that he called the contract contract with black america Uh he put he put that out according to him he reached out to both the democrats and the and the trump trump's people and the democrats were like okay we'll speak to you after the election all right right but Trump's people were like, yeah, let's meet. Like, mm. and let's go through line by line. Mm. So in a way, it's kind of like, but people were like, oh, you know, like he got a lot of flack for, because mm. he came out and was like, Trump's people were the ones who, who met with me. But on the other hand, I guess the Democrats would say, well, we're not in power. But it speaks to, I think, how some of these left yeah. policies take the black. So that's why, I'm kind of like you need that because they 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 need to start putting those people's issues front and center. So I'm personally interested in seeing the percentage of the black vote that Trump receives. So in 2016, he received eight percent, which I think was the 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 largest percent um, in recent years of any Republican candidate. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that he's gonna get a few more points. I think he's going to get like 12%. Would you vote for him if you're in America? No, I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't because I I just think this guy started off his his whole thing was remember he was a birther. He was one of those people like Obama was not born in America. Mm. I just I so I I fundamentally just disagree with that. Mm-hmm. So I I wouldn't right okay. uh, but i'm i'm just saying looking at it uh, oh hell i would not but looking at it like just from another view because i think it's important because sometimes when you know we talk about these issues it's just like oh you know republicans conservatives are just bad and nobody yeah, yeah. explains why or kind of address some of the, the things that they are doing exactly um, the positive things yeah which sometimes it may be lip service. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's right. 
Um, yeah. And then I yeah, guess- sometimes the facts speak for themselves, don't they? You know, uh, the figures will show, will show for themselves. Unemployment, you know, the figures will show for themselves like that. They have, I don't know, I think I saw something that they, they were getting lower. Um, so things like that. So you, if you get factual information, then you can like, but yeah, be interesting anyway. Interesting to see what happens in the next, it's going to be an interesting week. Yeah, yeah. But I also think like, just one more thing, like I do think like in a sad way that the killing of George Floyd may eventually contribute if if Trump ed- edges a, a win. Um, I think it may con- contribute, and and here's the reason why: because I think the the re- the reactions that followed worldwide um, were just so momentous. Like there was just such a tectonic shift everywhere, like against the status quo, and it shook it to its core in a way that I don't think I've ever seen. You know, and the type of conversations that were happening, um, and I think this unfortunately may have silently silently galvanized some of the hidden supporters who don't want the status quo mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. to be shifted so mm-hmm. i think there's the the racial stuff and there's also and there's still people that are still shaken by the fact that obama was even in the white house like mm, of course yeah so there's that and then there's all the social issues right um the, the culture wars and you know all that stuff which which really I, I yeah i i i think that 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 may contribute to him winning if he does um and then just lastly like i don't know i just it's i just think like trump is his it'll be interesting to read it from a historic point of view like how he's done and everything but the sad thing is even if he does not win, I think for the people that voted for him, his presidency has been a success. Yeah, and, of course. And especially because of the, the Supreme Court justices that he's put on the bench. Hmm. In four years, he's put three. There's only nine Supreme Court justices, and that is the highest level of like in the land where issues about abortion, you know, everything, Roe v. Wade, like, and and he's put three, and now the you know the court is right leaning. So if you are a Republican who's like, you know, I don't care for Trump, but you'll be looking back and you'll be like, yeah, he's done his job. Like you'll be silently satisfied that yeah and and the damage that will do the next thing that is up is i think obamacare the health care so they may be able to repeal it oh yeah yeah it is um in yeah yeah but i think that that's it for 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 that we'll see what happens um november 3rd um but sorry I, i keep thinking of things one thing that I will say, I'm interested in knowing why a lot of Zimbabwean, even African men particularly, support Trump. Like I've seen it on my timeline. I've, I've heard it in conversations. People that I know, that I'm close to, they're like, yeah, we like Trump. And again, I think it speaks to that whole alpha male mm. thing. Mm. The, the, like he is the quintessential like he is like 
the alpha male like and and yeah there's yeah it'll be interesting to 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 look at that but yeah anyway that's it thank you guys for indulging me <laughs> but that's my um yeah i, I will be on twitter she's like um yeah what did that girl say on twitter why did you say something along the lines of oh silala silala we end with your tweets we wake up in the morning with your tweets so it's like you're tweeting no, but I think the good thing I laughed so much when someone came out with a calculator and they were like, You've joined just two months ago and you've got you're averaging more than 20 plus tweets yourself. It was hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I've never understood this phenomenon of people following people they don't like. I, I like on social media, I just think you should either unfollow people, block them, mute them. Yeah, like I just I've never understood that concept of like punishing yourself and yeah. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Well, just don't go on it. Just you know, limit yourself when you when you go, um, yeah. when you go on social media. It's your it's your time. You do what you want to do. Yeah, like, honestly, it's sad. I, yeah, I've always taken that stance. Like I I do what I want on my social media pages. Nobody can tell me anything. Like, mm. I, I no, no. We look forward to it, and I think it's really helpful. Like when you are tweeting. Because it just kind of gives like a bit of a, a breakdown, especially for if you're not able to kind of, you know, take the day off. <laughs> so when you just give that breakdown, it also means that, you know, if I log in at whatever time, I can just see what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Bite-sized okay. information. It's handy. Yeah. yeah. And I think it, in, in, in a way, it just, imp it, imp it does impact the global West, you know, who's president. Mm. And yeah and then yeah and at another time we'll talk about like how it influences african i don't think trump's i don't know i don't know what trump's administration what, what the relationship or the impact has been like with mm. african countries i know like bush for example mm. that was one of like in terms of foreign policy like they did a lot um malaria like with hiv like like that's one of like Bush's um, accomplishments, like his African policy. Um, Obama's was non-existent, I think really, I think. Um, and, and, and again, it's just, I think Obama was very careful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, makes sense. Well, it makes sense, but it's infuriating when you like look back. Cause like for me, I'm like, one of the things that I, I'm disappointed in is that he should have appointed, I feel he should have appointed a black Supreme Court uh, mm. justice to be on the bench, mm. but he was just too, uh, yeah, whatever. Because those yeah, are the I, things, so. I think it's, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? When you are then in a position of power where you do need to, you everything that you do is, is, is going to be criticized, isn't it? Or looked at very closely. Um, so you are appointing um, a, a black person. Is this, are you doing this because they have got the qualifications, or is it because you're just trying to empower that um, that race? So it's 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 an interesting thing, I, I guess, when it comes to things like race and and politics. I always find that I find it interesting. Not even just politics. I think just in leadership per se. Yeah. 
I saw something today. Um, I've forgotten this guy's name. Um, so he's sought or and he's found like 10,000 places, like apprenticeships for black people. So purely, I don't think it's even BAME. I think it's just for black. So if you're black, you can um, apply on this website. And um, and I might be wrong, maybe it is also BAME. But I remember the specifics was for, for, for blacks to apply for apprenticeships in various industries, um, just to kind of, you know, obviously get your foot in there and, um, you know, try and get some opportunities. And I was just thinking, oh, you know, this is, this is amazing. And again, it's from all the things that have come up in the past where you have got somebody who is of color in these positions to kind of be like, okay, you know what, um, for the Supreme Justice, I'm going to put, I'm going to look and see how I can actually make uh, this position available for somebody of, of, of color or fame or whatever it is. Um, so he's obviously come in and he's seen that this is an opportunity. We need to have more um, black people in certain positions because I think he gave um, law, for example, he was like, you know, there's less than, I think, I think called less than 8% wow. uh, of people who have, um, oh, I've forgotten, like the higher people in, in law, less, less than 8% less than are, are black. Wow. So like, oh, you know, this is it's a wonderful opportunity. Great. But really at the end of the day, these people that you are open these positions up for still don't get paid during like apprenticeships, you know, this, they're dedicating their time, they're dedicating, um, yes, they are learning, but then what you then end up having is somebody who is who has learned so much, but is not being paid for their for for for, for the work that they're putting in. And you always find that again that black people just get there, they work really hard in the hopes that it will open some form of an avenue. And yes, for some people it does open an avenue, but for most, it's just after you've done that, it's like, oh yeah, I did an uh, apprenticeship at such and such law firm and mm -hmm. that's it, it ends there. So I, I think it just kind of ties in with what we talked about with the whole diversity and inclusion. Sometimes it's, is it just a tick box exercise? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Obama putting somebody in, in, this, in the Supreme Justice would, would, would have been a tick box. I think it would have been something to kind of reopen doors of opportunity for, for other people. But yeah, this is the world that we live in. You, you get you get criticized and you get really, you do a good thing and people will really pin it apart. Like I was reading these comments um, for this guy, the apprenticeship guy, and literally people just tearing it completely apart. So it's not, it's positive discrimination, you know. Mm. Yes, it's something that is going to benefit Abandawamiyama, but what about, you know, I think there was one white person who kind of said, oh, you know what? I'm from a very poor background. Um, I didn't get any opportunities handed down to me, whatever. So you get, so you, I think it becomes very difficult, mm. I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. No, and, and you're completely right. But do you know who wouldn't care? Trump. Yeah. And, yeah. and it speaks to why certain people are like, I'd rather someone who's strong than someone who's doing matrix mm. and all that 
and, and there's something there. But the, he wouldn't care again because he number one he he's who he is, but number two we can't forget that because he's also a very much a white man. There's an element that everywhere you go there is a layer that is lay. You know, if now if you're now if you're white, you have a certain amount of privilege. That is your stepping stone, and you don't get that if you are black. Mm. But but yeah yeah no no you're you're right. But I was just speaking to just in terms of decision making, whatever decision, right? Um, Listen, if I were white, if if I'm like I would, I think my decisions would also need to be, um, and I'm I'm going to move away from Trump and from Obama, but just to bring it to my level because that is a level that I can understand. I don't know, I can't speak for Obama, I can't speak for Trump because I don't know what goes on in their heads, but. For me, speaking as an individual, I know that some decisions they, I take a little bit longer to make because you're very much conscious of how it's going to come across to the next person and how it's going to, you know, are you going to come across as, um, you know, favoring? Are you going to come across as, you know, not really knowing what you're doing or angry? So there's all these other things. But this is a conversation we've had one too many times, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But but even like if you even if you say Trump, not not talk about but Trump versus a Biden, for example, or whatever. Like, mm. so some people be like, you know, Trump's gonna be like, yeah, this is my decision. Like, and then maybe Biden, will be like, um, um, you know, because you're trying to please many people. And it's just that concept. Not even talking about it from the like the racial put lens um so so no no interesting 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 um yeah, yeah. so was there anything else um yeah so i think we talked about the whole lit in skies a couple of weeks ago now and i apologize to all you all to all to everybody i have i have been um the desire is there and I will I will get on to it. I know there's been so much, uh, there's, there's a few people also inbox me saying that, oh, you know, I've written a book and um, I really, you know, like, do you want to read it? And so I think what I will do with that is maybe instead of reading all the books, because I also have a pile of books, I will, instead of waiting for me to finish reading a book, we'll just maybe have a few people on and then they can tell us, you know, this is why I should read my book. This is what my book's about. Um, this is where you can get my book. So if you are that person, if you've written a book, it doesn't need to be a book, short stories, poetry, whatever it is. I love poetry. So I'm really quite keen to hear um from people who have done like um some poems and stuff really interesting so get in touch and then we can see about launching sometime soon with with just i think with the people who have written in so far and the people that i have reached out to i think we've got some solid ground to kind of get started mm -hmm. yes yes yeah yes. looking looking forward to it uh, and since yeah. how about love inside so the live yesterday was live <laughs> it was lit i think the less said about that <laughs> the, no thank you so I'm much very fresh today i have to say <laughs> yes 
Um, no, no, no. Yes, guys. Thank you so much to those of you that joined. Um, so if you don't know, um, so Love and Skies is um, just, you know, some fun that we have every month um, on Instagram Live where uh, we chat, we talk, um, and just a space to, you know, share a little bit about yourself in the hopes of, you know, possibly making new friends or maybe even more, maybe finding love. Um, and yeah, it's just easy. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram, uh, Girl in Skies. So similar with uh, Dolly's Lit in Skies, um, same thing. Yeah. Thing, just make sure that you're following us um, on Instagram, Girl and Skies. Um, and then for Love and Skies is yeah um please share with your friends definitely want to have more people come on more singers yes definitely please 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 um and yeah literally you just come on just share as much little you know whatever you're comfortable with and also talk about you know what you are looking for whether again like i said is it a friend uh, if it's a partner like you know what are the things what are your deal breakers like what's your ideal because you don't know that person may actually be watching listening and you know I do believe that if you are you know if if you are aware of us in some way or you listen to us or you know whatever um in a way we're already curating the people for you um that are coming you know that are coming on um you know you may have like some shared interest whether it could be shared culture shared language um, which may be really really difficult to to find you know out there in the wild wild west um and then after that you know you guys will you know dm each other follow each other it has nothing to do with us um so nobody can be accused of intercepting so yeah so, so that is loving guys exactly so, so that's loving guys so yeah and then we had some fun yes uh well a few yeah. like whenever you guys listen to this but is yesterday from the day that we were recording and we're going to have the next one in end of november um, but we'll, you know, like, please make sure you're following on the socials. Then you'll be the first to know. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. I think that is it. So, Golly, have a good week, and you have a good one. Look forward to hearing what's happening with um, on Tuesday. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I forgot to add that with the love and skies, we have a busumuza section. Yeah, what great to detail, but yeah, <laughs> it's fun. All right, bye guys. Have a All good right. week. Bye guys.